Well, hey there, my friend. I'm Matt Tommy, and over the last 10 years, I've helped thousands of Christian artists all over the world start thriving spiritually, artistically, and in the marketplace, while at the same time building my own super successful art business. If you're ready to bust through the roadblocks that have held you back for years, create the work you love, and really live the life you know God created you to live as an artist in His kingdom, then you're in the right place, my friend. Now, with over a half a million downloads, you're listening to the Thriving Christian Artist Podcast. Well, hey there, my friend. I'm really glad that you're with me on the podcast today. You know, Pinterest can kind of be like the redheaded stepchild of social media. <laughs> it's kind of a, it's kind of an afterthought for a lot of people, and yet there are so many people doing incredible things, getting incredible leads, having incredible sales through Pinterest. And so we're going to jump in today with my new friend, Megan Williamson, who's from Toronto. She is a Pinterest expert, I mean guru, and has got some great, great tips for how you can begin to really leverage Pinterest in your art business, so whether you're selling courses or classes, whether you're selling your art, whether you're just building your funnel and trying to develop traffic that is going to go to your website, sign up for your email list, and begin to be interested in what you're doing, whatever your purpose is for Pinterest. Megan's uh, interview today is going to really, really be a big blessing for you. All right. Well, you know, before we get into that, I always love to give a shout out to my podcast listeners. And I thought, you know, it's been a while since I went over to Stitcher. Let's see what's going on over there. And when Dancer 777 left me a great uh, testimonial and review. And so I thought I'm going to read this one. So it says nuggets of wisdom for life. So grateful for Matt and this podcast. The range of topics and practically applicable bite-sized nuggets of trial-tested wisdom. Woo! I find here are always things I can use in my life. They easily segue into a daily devotional because I find the Lord highlights things in the podcast for discussion during time with Him. Win-win. Well, Windancer777, thank you so much for that heartfelt review. It really means a lot to me and my team just to to let us know that the things that we're doing are making a difference in your life and helping you be the artist that God's called you to be. So thanks so much. And guys, for all of you that are listening, if you've not taken a moment yet to hit the subscribe button and to review the podcast on whatever app that you're listening to uh, all over the world, please take a second to do that. And who knows? Maybe your review will be the one that I read next time here on the podcast. All right. Well, guys, I'm going to get out of the way. Uh, You're going to love this interview with Megan. And of course, you can get all of her information right down in the show notes. Click through to her website. Find out about uh, all the things that she's doing. And of course, follow her on Pinterest as well. All right. Here's my interview with my friend, Pinterest expert, Megan Williamson. Well, hey there, my friend. I'm so glad that you're with me on the podcast today. I've got a new friend with me all the way from Canada, Megan Williamson. Megan, thank you so much for being on today. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me, Matt. Absolutely. You know, I love friends because friends introduce you to other great people, and you are (laughs) one of those people that's new to my life and new to our audience. So for those folks who have not gotten to know you yet in our world, why don't you let us know who you are, what you do, and where you are in the world. Sure. As Matt said, uh, my name is Megan Williamson, and I'm based out of a little city in Canada called Toronto. I say that <laughs> because it is the smallest city, or sorry, largest city, but oftentimes I know it's like, where in Canada are you? Are you by That's the border? Right. Are you not by the border? <laughs> so I live in the middle, smack dab in the middle of a large city, um, and I have been doing Pinterest marketing, well, for 
professionally six years. It's a, it's okay. a long story. You know, no one's story is ever straight. Um, but exactly. I've, been, I've been in the online space for almost 10 years. I started out as a blogger. My background is actually in educational psychology. So wow. um, there was a stint that I did where I went and lived in Europe. Classic story, overeducated. Nobody <laughs> would even give me a job interview. And that's when people were, a lot of people were blogging and getting into the online space. And at that same exact time, a very brand new platform called Pinterest rolled out and I eagerly signed up for it. I loved it. It solved a problem for me as a content creator in that it helped me gather inspiration and really, you know, how many years is that later? Nine years later, 122, 100,000 followers, hundreds of business owners who I have helped teach how to harness the power of Pinterest marketing for their own business. And now I'm an accidental entrepreneur <laughs> and, <laughs> and own my own business and I don't work with children anymore, but I help others understand how Pinterest can really help you grow your audience and really tap into this you know, we were just chatting informally about Pinterest and it really is the forgotten child. It's yeah. sort of like this, like, I don't know. And it, it offers so much opportunity, especially for your audience. I know that so many people are looking to work on their visibility and Pinterest is this sleeping giant of social media for so many. Well, I started realizing, yeah, so I've been an artist like 25, 26 years now. And I, mm. I saw Pinterest when it came out and I immediately thought of, oh, this is a great idea board app. Like I could yeah. start just putting ideas and things that inspired me and that sort of thing. But I started noticing, again, this is totally informal without really mm -hmm. focusing on it. I started noticing uh, how many people were coming to my, my basketry classes. I'm a basket maker. Okay. I do sculptural woven art for luxury homes. So, <laughs> um, so nobody does what I do. And yeah. Pinterest kind of became this place where, all of my images started getting shared and shared and shared. And then I would ask mm. people in my classes, where'd you find out about it? Oh, I saw it on Pinterest. And then I went to your website and da, 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 da. And I was like, yeah. oh my gosh, this is like <laughs> a thing, you know? Yeah, <laughs> Matt, Matt, you would think that we had rehearsed this because that story is not unique. And I think that that's the funny thing is right. the people who have seen how it can really expand your visibility while you're sleeping, get in front of customers, uh, PR, so media. I have people who reach out to me who say like, you know, um, a decor magazine reached out to me because they saw my custom baskets right. and they want to feature it in a beautiful home. I've had people say like, yeah, someone signed up for coaching with me because they saw what I was doing. It's, but those people who have not really spent the time or noticed or even maybe people who don't pay attention to where their social media numbers come from, you might not realize that Pinterest has that potential because it's the place we traditionally go to look up recipes, plan right. a baby shower, maybe think about a bathroom reno. But as a business owner, especially in the online space, it offers this amazing opportunity to get in front of your ideal audience or even people who might not, you might not think are your ideal audience, but are interested in the thing that you you are an expert in, whether it be like, you know, I work with business owners from all different niches and industries. So, it, you right. know, from, from artists or people, bloggers, content creators, all the way up to brands. And so, you know, learning how it can really help you get in front of more people very quickly is a powerful tool. Yeah. So a lot of artists, I think when they think about their marketing, and I'm always trying to help change this, but <laughs> a lot of people have a very transactional mindset mm. that I post this and somebody either bought or they didn't buy. 
And yeah. so I know that's I know that's happening on Pinterest, but I think of kind of Pinterest more as funnel building, you know, that, yes. that generalized traffic. So talk about those two things, because I know that you're passionate about both and that both yeah. things are happening, both art purchases and, and purchasing directly on and then mm -hmm. also just general brand building funnel Building. Absolutely. Well, it's beautiful. So I actually have taught recently, I figured out what's intuitive for me is not necessarily intuitive for other people. So coming from that content creation world, we understood or maybe like it's something that was more natural for me is to understand the story and having that bigger picture and that people want to learn about you and come like come on this journey with you before right. they decide to invest in you. And so you actually nailed it that Pinterest is best um, thought about or like when you're looking at your overall marketing plan, it's a discovery platform. So it mm. operates much more like Google than it does Facebook or Instagram. So because of that, people are in that sort of, um, search mode. They're looking for information. They're looking for inspiration, things that solve their problems. And because of that, they're actually what we call top of funnel. So mm. like you said, you should actually look at it as this way for people to discover you. So again, amazing opportunity, right? Where you can rapidly grow your audience, but oftentimes they're not impulsive buyers. So it can be very hard for people when we are sort of lately, especially in the last five right. years, we've been conditioned, post something, get a bunch of likes. Oh my God, this is beautiful. Make a purchase. What we don't often understand as business owners is that person probably has been following you for six to nine months, watching what you're posting, looking at your style, kind of falling in love with you quietly in your work and thinking once they post the right piece, I'm going to act. So it feels like I posted it and I made a sale and Pinterest is, is rather different in that people are kind of gathering. It's like, you know, they're gathering up all those ideas to make a buying decision. We know that Pinterest users are, they say 80% um, of people who are using Pinterest actively are in a buyer's mindset, but it's a little bit different because they don't make decisions right away. So they might be gathering, you know, five, six, seven different art pieces for a living room reno. Right. They're not ready to make that decision. So they need longer. And that's what I try to teach people is when it's top of funnel, you have to think about how do you take somebody from discovery to that and bottom of the funnel purchase. And how we do that is through other marketing means. So maybe your goal is that they actually join your Facebook community. Maybe it's that they follow you on Instagram and they start engaging with your stories. A lot of people, you know, selling in your stories. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people get to know their audience through stories. My favorite is your email list because that is so intimate and you can sort of, you know, really get get into one of the most private places as uh, you know, buyers places sure. is your inbox, right? We, we protect our inboxes. Well, and Whereas, you control it right as the marketer. I mean, you can get right well, that to too. Them, right? It doesn't yeah. matter if your Instagram <laughs> account gets locked or you couldn't post something because right. you still have a direct line for communicating with your people. And so I always say to people, of course, if you just like, you know, you put up an art piece and you walk away and you say, well, I didn't make any sales. It's of course, it's not going to work. You have to be consistent and you have to think, well, what is that tip? Where, who's that ideal buyer? And 
how long did they follow you for? You know, what did they engage with? And sort of think about what happens once they find you. And as a smart business owner, you have to take responsibility for that. So are you going to nurture them with emails? Are you going to invite them to join you to a Facebook community where you do your lives? However that is, you have to sort of give them that glimpse because we all know they aren't just buying the art piece, right? It, they, they need to feel a connection with it. And so that's where I find there's a lot of misconception because Pinterest is that longer game. It's, it's, a, it's a slow burn. But what's amazing is the efforts you put in today will pay off. Like the average lifespan of a pin is three months. So really the things you're doing today will pay back in three months time. And when you are being consistent and continually, you know, pinning away and being active, it just builds. So maybe that first two, three months, you're just getting in front of more people. Then you'll notice more people clicking through. Then you notice an uptick in your email uh, subscribers. Then from there, you know, two, three months on, then you make your first, the first purchases attributed to a Pinterest user. Also, something that's interesting that I find is that most people don't think about their sales funnel or their social media conversions. I don't know, you know, you guys use that kind of right. language, but when yeah, you sure. think about those, that purchase power and you attribute it to where it's coming from, Pinterest, we, we often think about last touched. So what was the last thing they did before they bought the purchase? And the reality is, is that people are on Pinterest, an average user is on for 30 minutes a day, whereas Instagram, we know they're on for an average of, get this, two to three hours a day. So wow. it's somewhere where we, we're hopping in there more frequently, we're getting in there. So they might, they found you from Pinterest, they read your emails, but maybe they watched your stories and saw that you were doing a flash sale. So the sale is going to be attributed to to Instagram, but the reality is it was all those things working right. together and that like sustainable system, I call it like tentacle, right? Like you have your, yeah. your home and you have all those channels and all the things are working together and it's more holistic. And that's what I really, you know, encourage people to look at. I, I look at assisted conversions in my Google analytics to see, you know, they came in via, via Pinterest, but it was actually attributed to Facebook. Facebook and Google over attribute everything to themselves. Right. They're very egotistical and we know that, right? Like if you run, if you've ever run ads, Facebook thinks that my mother, you know, opened my exactly. email because of them. Like that's not, no, it's because she's my mom and loves me to death. Right. So it's like one of those things that it's always remembering that if you don't look, you might not see it. And I, I really stress the importance of that because I find that people will say, well, I posted a few things there and nothing happened. So uh, it's not for me. My people aren't there. But it's really that you could say that about everything. Yeah, right, right, right. Longevity, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm hearing a couple of things. Number one, as you're, as you're posting out there, you want to think long game and you want to think intentionality, especially with regards to once somebody sees you on Pinterest, what's the next step? Because mm -hmm. if you don't make that clear, then obviously that traffic can just fall off at Pinterest and, and you won't get the, the fullness. The other thing I'm thinking, you said, you know, Google's kind of the, or uh, Pinterest is kind of like the Google of, of social media and that sort of thing. So my mind immediately goes to search engine optimization when I start thinking about yes. Google. What are the, 
I mean, is Pinterest the platform to be thinking about search engine optimization and does it work the same as our websites and and things like that? It actually is just like that. So there's two really important things to know. Um, Well, I'll say three things. First off, what I find is a lot of people don't optimize the content that they're putting on Pinterest. Huge mistake. If you're not using the best practices that the platform suggests, image sizing, image format or design, as well as optimizing your keywords. So just like SEO on your website, you want to optimize. These are things that people seem to, they'll just like, they'll take something they did for Instagram, slap it up on Pinterest. And again, it, you know, it falls flat shocker. But if you actually take the time, it's not that complicated, optimize your images, optimize your descriptions. Um, That's what I work with a lot of artists and uh, small business owners in my own membership, where I teach about how to optimize your content. And we actually have an amazing story from someone in the food and um, the food industry. And she said, Megan, I love the way, and this is someone who's like a content creator. So she makes her money from creating content. But she said, as a content creator, she had never, she'd been taught how to, you know, look at SEO and do your SEO research, then write the content. And what I teach is actually, um, and this is a very easy thing to do, is that when you have that idea, maybe you have a new, um, a new piece coming out, a new collection, is do the research about those keywords that you want associated with your that collection or that art piece. So you do your SEO research in tandem with your Pinterest right. keyword research, yeah. and you combine them, and then you write that beautiful blog post announcing your new collection. And she had, this woman, Sylvia, had amazing results. So she did this less than three weeks ago. And what happens is when you go viral on Pinterest, which she did following my advice, so she had five, or sorry, almost 6,000. So it was something like 5,900 referrals in less than three weeks from one recipe that she posted (laughs) using my technique. So it sent six, the guts of probably by today, 6,000 people in three weeks from Pinterest to her website. But what happened was it was a highly competitive area in terms of recipes on Google. But because Pinterest, it went viral there, it sent a social signal to Google and she's now ranked number five for a very competitive niche or industry. (laughs) And that's in less than four weeks. And she said, you know, Megan, I had never really been taught to do it that way. And, um, and taking your advice, like, look at this. Oh my goodness. And you know, we were all celebrating because often I teach this stuff, but not everybody fully believes me, but, and that's how I write my own content. So I would say, you know, optimize your content, think about your Pinterest keywords. It's very easy. You can go into Pinterest and in the search bar, you put like large scale abstract paintings, um, custom basket, um, or, you know, whatever your niche words are, you know, your niche words, and you can look up what people are searching for. And here's another little tip. Remember that the words you use to describe your art is not necessarily what your people are using. So remember you have to have what the type of words would help connect your content to those people who might be interested in buying your, buying your art. So good. It's like gold (laughs) dripping out of your mouth right now. (laughs) Now listen, Megan, I know there are so many people out there that are probably like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm buying what she's saying. I love this. I'm back on the Pinterest train, but I, but okay, now I've got my Pinterest board and it's been sitting there for Mm -hmm. a year and I haven't done anything with it. So what do I do? Is there, are there a couple of things that somebody could do today to wake that Pinterest board up and kind of get back into uh, best practices? So here's, 
Pinterest rewards consistency. So just get in there and know that Pinterest is different than other platforms. You don't have to always be pinning your own content. And this is kind of controversial. I know some people say, no, 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 just pin your own content. But here's the thing. If you have more limited content and or are only pinning your own pieces and your own stuff, it can be pretty boring, right? And what I always advise to people is to curate an account that your ideal customer would love. And so this is really understanding them as a person, understanding like what, if you are an artist, think about the types of homes that you see your work in. Who is that person? What are their interests? And how can you curate? Because they're interested not just in your art, but who you are as a person yeah. and those interests. So what sort of books do you read? Um, what are other artistic activities that you're interested in? How are you who you are, right? So think about that whole big, bigger picture person. And, you know, we talk about your ideal customer avatar to death, but it really is understanding those other affinity interests. And who cares if they found you because you pinned some beautiful, you know, living room renovations that featured beautiful art. Who cares if that's why they followed you and then found your art and then bought one from you as right. long as they found you. As long as they right? found you, right? Who cares? <laughs> so get in there, get active, look at optimizing your content. So here's the quickie guide to optimizing your content for Pinterest. The images need to follow an aspect ratio of two to three. And a lot of people mm. don't do that. I know that especially some people who are very design heavy hate Pinterest graphics, you know, that graphic and it has text right. slapped over it. And I get it that people are like, Oh, I don't want to do that to my precious work. But here's the <laughs> thing. Pinterest is like billboards. And if people don't know right away, art is very visual, thankfully. So that's, a, you know, that's a shoe in, but sometimes you want to use, especially if you have blog content, kind of telling the story behind a collection or maybe a story behind your, as an artist, you know, how you came to be. Um, you want to think about how those visuals represent you. And here's another thing. The more pictures, the merrier. Pinterest doesn't care if your content is older. Maybe you have a blog post from five years ago. Maybe you have an art piece that's three or four years old. You can create new images and upload the, them to Pinterest. And Pinterest counts it as fresh content which is good for the algorithm, yeah. the first day it was uploaded. So um, this is where you don't always have to be a content machine, but you do have to think that the same way that you might hop on your stories and one week you talk about a collection and then two weeks later you talk about it again, but you tell a different aspect mm -hmm. of the story, a technique, a why it's different. So think about it like that and you are going to be able to give it a kickstart to understanding the algorithm. The computer looks at people who are consistent and adding high quality content. I mentioned earlier Pinterest keywords. This is something that's hugely underutilized by most business owners is they just sort of slap it up there and don't think about it, but you really want to be harnessing the powers of grabbing someone's visual attention or if they're searching for, you know, um, I, I live in uh, Ontario and so I'm always looking for art that's sort of of the Canadian shield for my cottage yeah. and like, you know, that sort of custom stuff. So like use those words that will help identify what your content is about so that somebody like me who's searching for custom Canadian shield right. artwork <laughs> can find it, right? Exactly. Especially this is where people have maybe a meaningful name. Like I don't know that I'm looking for 
Algonquin Park, but I'm looking for Algonquin Park. So describe yeah. it, just use keywords that would help others. And you don't want to narrow it down, right? Just because it's Algonquin Park, which is here in Ontario, doesn't mean that different people from different parts of the world won't, that art won't resonate with them. So use broader keyword, long tail keywords to help identify what your content is about. Oh, so good. So good. Again, <laughs> I know people are like, I want to know more. I want to know more. So I know people are going to want to connect with you further and find out sure. all the incredible resources you've got, not only on Pinterest, but also your website and yeah, other social. Yeah. So where's, where's your hub? Where's the best place so, to connect? Yeah, best place is my website, which I am actually launching a brand new website, which I'm very excited about. So hopefully by the time your people um, see it, you're going to see my beautiful new website. So it's meganwilliamson.com. Nice. My community is called Pin Potential. Um, I do have a free Facebook community where I teach about Pinterest marketing and I'm on Instagram stories all the time, sharing little tidbits here and there. And then of course I'm on Pinterest. Um, so I'm always pinning, but I'm like, a, what's the, what's the, um, the story of like the shoe cobbler? Like I'm not yeah. always as consistent on my own. <laughs> it does take care of me. It's a traveling salesman. That's always selling my stuff and bringing people to my website. But I focus a lot on teaching my community and working with clients. So wow. Um, yeah, some on my 2020 goals, right? <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Megan, thank you so much. I know our community is going to want to reach out to you. And of course you can go right to the show notes to click on Megan's website and find out where she is online. So Megan, thanks again for being on today. Oh, thanks so much for having me. Hey there, listen real quick before you go. I wanted to make sure that you had registered for our jumpstart one day online interactive art workshop that I'm doing Friday August the 14th. It's going to be a great, great time to give you a simple roadmap to either start or grow your art business wherever you are on your journey. You can find all the details right here in the show notes and uh, click on over there, get registered and join us on Friday, August the 14th. All right. Thanks for listening today. See you later. Bye. Hey, thanks so much for spending a few minutes with me today on the podcast. Listen, I hope it's been a huge encouragement to you on your journey as an artist. Hey, also, before you leave, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any of the other episodes of the Thriving Christian Artist Podcast. And also, be sure to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, or at my website, which is matttommymentoring.com. Until next time, remember, you were created to thrive. Bye-bye.